Why is the mic so close to you? Well, we were doing testing first. Yeah, testing. How are you going to test it when it's next to you? I think you had something in the way. Oh, I had... Oh, there's always an excuse. Probably like your butt. <laughs> are we really going to start today like this? <laughs> start today. It's six in the afternoon. <laughs> That's the afternoon? The sun's setting. It's evening. Well, yeah, it's afternoon. Noon was like a couple hours ago. Then what is evening? And evening is an element of afternoon. Because you have to get past noon to get to evening. See? It's under the umbrella of afternoon. This is dumb. <laughs> hey! Hey! If you like this content, please subscribe. You can leave a comment. Like it. We're also on Anchor. We're on Anchor. Both of our podcasts are on Anchor. So if you're on the go and you want to listen instead of having to watch YouTube, you can find us there. It also works on Spotify as well. Yep. Thank you. Thanks. <laughs> It's coffee break. If you hear a weird noise in the background, it's Critter's My, goddamn chair. It's getting worse. I wonder why. I should get a new one. Honestly, this one's so old. Don't you have like your own YouTube channel that you can use to get a new chair? But that here's the thing. Here's the thing. Like it works still. I'm like that type of person where it's like I can't justify getting rid of these shoes. They work still, even though there's like holes in them and like. The soul is torn out. That's like, not an excuse. But no, func it functions. This is as annoying as the opening clip. I can sit. I can sit. <laughs> You're making bullshit excuses but again. But it holds me up. It just creaks sometimes. If I then invest in WD forty or something like that. Okay, <laughs> it's so annoying. I've... We also have the air running. Yeah, but it's really hot up here. It is. It's it's getting hotter, guys. Welcome to seasons. See, <laughs> they change. <laughs> I seem deadpan today. It's because I am. <laughs> it's one of those days. It's not I, hot, lazy days. I had such a long week that, you know what I remembered yesterday? What did you remember? I never uploaded the new episode, of last week's episode, to Anchor. Oh, dip. That's so, whoopsie, poopsie. When you guys <laughs> on Anchor or Spotify and iTunes... Something like We're that? on a lot of weird platforms that I did not sign up for. I don't know. <laughs> I did Spotify iTunes. I did those. And, and Anchor, of course. Yeah. That's how I did that. Mm -hmm. But if you guys are listening and you're wondering why there's a missing week, uh, oops. it's because I screwed that up. I am so sorry. I am. I'm drinking it because it's uh, past five. It is evening okay. now. Okay. <laughs> Uh, we're, uh, we're not having coffee, we're drinking. I, I've discovered a new drink. I saw a recipe for this on TikTok, and I'm trying it, and it's really nice and lovely. And, and what is this drink called? Uh, it, it's not called something, it's just labeled as, it tastes like a Girl Scout cookie. So we can call <laughs> this Girl Scout cookies. Yeah. Which, don't confuse that with a different strain of cannabis. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> cannabis gets such fun names though sometimes elephant tranquilizer mm -hmm. <laughs> white yeah. lightning my uh, drink is it's equal parts equal parts baileys kalua we didn't get uh actual kalua we, got... we didn't get actual baileys yeah we did oh no we didn't no. we didn't get anything we we're actually supposed to do and uh peppermint schnapps no 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 schnapps <laughs> is made by many people uh it's just a generic flavored like Vodka, basically. It, um, so it's a clear alcohol. It's equal parts those, and it tastes like, like a thin mint, and it's really good and yummy. 
Um, also, all three of those alcohols smell really nice just on their own, without anything mixed into them. Well, I don't know how old most of our viewers are. I don't know if YouTube's telling us the truth. I doubt it. <laughs> but uh, Bailey's is an Irish cream that has alcohol in it. Mm -hmm. I think you're supposed to drink it with coffee in the evening. Yeah. Not in the morning. Because that's a weird thing. A lot of people have coffee as a dessert. Yes. Which I learned from watching Seinfeld slash Kirby Enthusiasm. Because they would always be like, hey, let's go get a, hey, dinner was nice, let's go get a coffee. And it's like, coffee, why? And I looked it up, and there's a dessert thing for adults. Sometimes they don't, they don't drink it black, it's nah, flavored. It's and... a, it's a dessert at that point. Yeah, they, they sweeten it up. And then Kalula is basically rum and coffee flavor mixed in. Mm -hmm. It's a creamy coffee flavor. Um, Which I bet... Bailey's and Kahlua is already a combo for something. Yeah, I'm sure. Because they're just... basically the same thing. Just one, one's a scotch base, I think, and the other one is a rum base. Yeah, and then someone out there was like, add peppermint to make it taste like a York peppermint patty, and then it worked. <laughs> that doesn't taste like a York. Um, it doesn't. But... Also, Three Musketeers is better, so... If you can find... You bring up those York patties... Get out of here. I love the York Peppermint Patties. No one does. I think they're really good. No one. I'm no one. I am Mr. Nobody. The best of the Doom Patrol's villains. The one forgotten. Um. <laughs> Isn't that the irony of it, huh? Yeah. No, it really does have um, the basic flavors of a Thin Mint. It does, yeah. I was going to say of Girl Scout cookies, but I was like, no, there's different kinds. Yeah, uh, like like those little mints you get at fancier restaurants or at hotels. Mm -hmm. It's a lot like that. Um, uh, though, be warned, if you're interested, it can get pricey. Yes. Uh, we got, like, this and, like, mashed potatoes for dinner, and the bill ended up being, like, $60. So it's going to be a pricey drink, but it's also one you take your time with. Like, I don't know if I could have a second one of these. I've been sipping this one for like an hour or two by now. <laughs> and you got it get warm? Well, everything was already warm. Yeah. Only the Baileys was in the fridge. I need to get you ice. <laughs> I hate ice. What the fuck? What? <laughs> it's cause Who the fuck says that? I don't like I, I like chewing on ice. That's the thing. Okay, so you like shaved ice? Well, kinda. You can get like a chunk of ice and chew on it if you want. Listen. <laughs> Where is this going? I just don't like ice in this my drinks. This is how we're going to start. Oh my god. I don't like ice in my drinks. It waters down the drink. It gets in the way of drinking. It makes it too cold. I don't like it when things are that, too that's cold. The point of it. But I don't like cold things. <laughs> you can use ice to slow a person down from drinking too fast. True. Or a straw. That or can also work sometimes. <laughs> give them a Give them a paper straw. That's really fun. Um <laughs> And it's also to cool down things. Well, I don't like it when it's cold. Like, I drink water room temperature. Like, most beverages especially, I enjoy at room temperature. I don't like cold foods much, either. Other than, like, ice cream. I can't think of anything other than ice cream that's cold that I enjoy. I've just never liked them. I got the ice chewing thing from my grandpa. I also learned to eat shrimp tails from grandpa. <laughs> okay, I eat shrimp tails too, but I just like devouring meat. 
Well, it's like, it's a nice, weird, like, crunchy thing to make you savor the last bit of the flavor, you know? Yeah. Especially when you fuck up, like, trying to rip the, the bit of meat out of the tail, so you see just this chunk of shrimp meat in there. Mm-hmm. You just eat the tail. And my parents get, would always get mad. They're like, you got a joke. And I'm like, no, I'm chewing it for, like, uh, two minutes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Especially if it's been deep fried. Mm-hmm. Oh, any yum, any yum, sort yum. of deep fry technique. That stuff is delicious. But mm-hmm. sometimes what they do is they hold the tail... They batter the meat, right, the body. Yeah. And then they dip that in while they hold it. And then leave the they're, tail They're wearing gloves or uncovered. tongs. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, I mean, you're so close to the oil, it starts to fry it. We should go to Red Lobster at some point in time. Oh, you want to go to sushi? Well, I would love to go to sushi, too. Hmm. Let's, here's the we thing. We brought this up last episode. Well, here's the thing. Sushi would be fantastic, but way more expensive than Red Lobster. It took me a long time to realize Red Lobster is, like, not fine dining <laughs> my parents always that's what my parents always told me yeah. that's why i've never been that's really yeah you've never been to red lobster yeah oh we're definitely going to red lobster now <laughs> but no they're always like it's so expensive and it's it's not really it's a essentially a fast food joint but it's fast dining you know fast casual it, 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 okay it's casual dining it but is. yes it's not which is dying in america <laughs> it, and i'm kind of glad yeah because that's always like what kind of quality are we getting? <laughs> if you live in America, you got a lot of food options here. Mm-hmm. And they're all pretty much owned by the same company. They're just doing different cuisines. True. Um, God, what is the one? Not Chili's. Red Robin. Mm-hmm. Gourmet Burgers. Now selling pizza. Everyone's attempting pizza. Um, I they think... used to have bottomless fries. Now they just give you like five fries at a time. Yeah, they can't do that. And they're steak fries. Yeah, they can't do bottomless anymore because people would exploit it. Um, like Olive Garden also technically does endless soup, salad, and breadsticks. But they really make sure you get a lot of breadsticks so you fill up on those carbs first. And then they give you some soup and salad is cheap. So they'll give you plenty of salad. But yeah, <laughs> I can't imagine Olive Garden keeping that trend up for much longer. No, no. Uh, but Red Robin... I remember as a kid, they used to have really good burgers. Like that. Mmm. That is a tasty burger. That is a tasty burger. <laughs> don't judge me on the voice. I don't want to go fully there. <laughs> but I love Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> yeah, no. Great performance. Great me. movie. Just in general. A fun movie. Not great. Not good. But Man, I was going to say something messed up, but it, never mind. It's fun. <laughs> I was going to say I like that second storyline a lot better. It's Tarantino, right? <laughs> You know the really messed up one? It's Tarantino, right? Yeah. 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 I like a lot of Tarantino's films. Like, uh, um, True Romance, was which he wrote, which we were talking about earlier this week. Yeah. Fantastic movie. Mm-hmm. Super good. A lot of fun. Uh, back on Red Robin. Yeah, I, I was like, why did you take my conversation and run away with it? Because I had a thought. I've been drinking. <laughs> um, I found out that the peppermint schnapps in my drink is 90%. <laughs> so that's why I've especially been taking my time with this. <laughs> okay, anyone at home who is allowed to be drinking, I guess over 21. Um, Depending on which country you live. <laughs> every singer, sing, Jesus, every single liqueur that you put into that drink mm-hmm. had an alcohol content. Yes. The peppermint, I didn't see the alcohol content for the Bailey's or the Kahlua knockoffs. 
They're, they're around 15. Yeah, they're around. Uh, but the thing was, I couldn't miss the peppermint one because it was in bold letters on the front label and on, like, that tag around the neck mm-hmm. of the bottle. And I was like, oh, that's important to know. <laughs> yes. Um, I only went to Red Robin once growing up was the end of my thing. I don't remember the food at all. I just remember the stuff on the walls. Yeah, they, they have a lot of uh, movie memorabilia. Oh, wait, no. We went one other time. It was prom night for our sophomore year of prom, and it was the best. It was me and my sisters, and everyone, because we're, we have our prom dresses, we're, like, nervous about spilling on our food because we went before we went to the dance. So everyone's leaning forward over the table so much to make sure none of the food gets anywhere near them, except for Allison, who, like... Was like, eat, she had ribs too, like barbecue ribs. And I guess she just didn't even consider it. And she was leaning back and eating the ribs. Like a, like a whole, and she had a white dress too and everything. And she didn't spill a single drop on herself. And everyone's like, how? <laughs> Allison, that was dangerous. And she was like, I didn't even think about it. I just wanted food. <laughs> wow. Good for her. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, are you ready to actually talk about what we're here to talk about? Yes. We're going to start off with something. This is an older film, classic. Um, I'm so ready. <laughs> a lot of people have strong opinions. Um, it's. I'm a fan of the lead actor. I really like this guy. Yeah, it's highly regarded. and It's one of his best, too. I looked up the numbers, and it... It like it was like fifteen million to make the movie, and it made over three hundred million. Yeah, almost four hundred million. And what year was this? Is it in the eighties? It's like eighty five. Ah, eighty seven, something like that. Yeah, I don't so remember. it's a classic eighties film. Yeah, um, amazing soundtrack. Two massively popular hit songs came because of this movie. They were made for the movie. Yep. And um. Obviously, it's about Top Gun. It's Top Gun, and. It was awful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Before you guys run away, because you go, oh my god, I want to hear about Top Gun. Oh, uh, these hipsters. <laughs> no, 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 no. We need to talk about what is actually good in a film and what is ridiculously bad. It was so... I don't know how this Re- movie could have gotten so popular. I can't believe people praise it that much, because... I was laughing my ass off at how bad it was. Like, I was texting my sisters in, like, this furious rant. Tom Cruise's character is is awful. He is terrible. He is unlikable. And he never becomes likable throughout the whole movie. Yeah. Tom Cruise. We like Tom Cruise as an actor. He's, He's a lot of fun. That's who we were talking about. But no, like, he is just scummy. He was fl- trying to flirt with this girl at a party, and then she was like, no, thank you, I'm not interested, and she walked away. So what do you do? He followed her and trapped her in the bathroom. That's fucking... And it was played up like it was, oh, how quirky and charming. You're real confident in yourself, aren't you? It's like, no, that's not charming, that's scary. <laughs> yeah. I would whip out my pepper spray. <laughs> <laughs> His relationship with uh, that girl... Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember the actress's name. Who's also his... Uh, Meg Ryan. That wasn't Meg Ryan. Damn. <laughs> we thought it was Meg Ryan. Damn. <laughs> um, his flight instructor? Because he's in school to be a pilot? Yeah, it's also not in a war. <laughs> the war doesn't show up till like the last five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and you only see one battle. But uh, 
Uh, you know what? I don't care about spoilers. No, it's a movie. It's <laughs> this like, was made before me. It's like 40 years old at this point. <laughs> and that's why it's getting a sequel this summer. Yeah, everyone was clamoring. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, their romance is so gross and annoying. And it takes up most of the middle of this movie. And every time they like look at each other... That second theme song, I can't remember what it was. Take my breath away. Yeah, take my breath do, away. Do, 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 do. And then bow, bow. And it... we'll change scenes, and everything's back to normal. I'm not kidding. And then and then they run into each other and do 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 do. <laughs> bow, bow. <laughs> and it's just like what the. F and then all of a sudden they play. He like drives away from her because he's all angry, right? Oh my god, he played like a big old pissy bit because she was like, "Hey, Maverick, you did this thing." And it was actually super fucking dangerous. Don't do that, please. And she said it in front of everyone because he's like, I'm such a big, I have a big dick because I did this dangerous thing. And she's like, maybe not. And then he ran away like a baby, like, when my crush said that my cool move wasn't actually that cool. <laughs> she comes right up to him. Does it like, like tells him I told everyone that because I can't let them see through that I'm falling for you. Yeah. And then he comes in and kisses her. And and then hard cut to the next scene. Yeah. We're having sexy time, and that's all you hear is. Yeah. They played. They played. It's hilarious. Take my breath away, at least seven times across like. Eight but, scenes. <laughs> but, but it's not just that song. The biggest song on that soundtrack, Danger Zone, mm -hmm. right? Kenny Rogers. Fantastic. The, the, the film really begins with you seeing them setting up a jet to take off because we're flying fighter jets, right? Yeah, it makes sense. And then when they go, all good is go, mm -hmm. you see the engines light up. Kenny Rogers kicks in. And then you get Danger Zone. And you're like, okay, this is going to be good. The only time they play those songs is either when... He's on his motorcycle, looking at jets, yeah. or literally jets about to take off. Yes. They... Uh, <laughs> take My Breath Away was definitely much more heavily used. This was just a chick flick. This movie is a chick flick. Don't let anyone trick you. It's a chick flick, but it's written, like, from a harem anime perspective, where... Here's another thing with Maverick. He never did anything wrong. Not a single thing he did. Yeah, he did. Well, he got reprimanded, but it was always like, damn it, Maverick, you're going against the rules. So where's his best buddy? I like it. Keep it up. Well, he didn't do anything wrong. That was Iceman's fault. Iceman got the turbulence in the way. Goose couldn't reach the thing in time. Maverick did nothing wrong in that situation. <laughs> uh, yeah. And be like, I did this super dangerous move. And I'd be like, don't do that. That's not good. But also, I like your guts, kid. It's like, fuck off. <laughs> what is this self-fallatiating? <laughs> so Maverick's the pilot. His co-pilot is Goose. Yes. Who seems to be like his childhood best friend. Infinitely more fun and entertaining character. Yeah, he's got more of like a, a southern twang to him, but he's a married man with a kid. Yep, yep. He's just happy. And Maverick's just this crazy guy. Yeah, he's Tom Cruise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a weird running gag across multiple scenes of Maverick and Goose singing, but very poorly. Yes. <laughs> Which was a confusing decision to go with. <laughs> so, we get this cool scene where they're actually not flying or at school. Mm-hmm. 
they're just hanging out in a diner, and Goose is playing the piano. His kids open the piano because yep. he's like a toddler. Mm-hmm. And then Tom comes over. Everyone's drinking. They're all singing along. All having a grand old and time. We're, we're building. We're building these characters together, and then you get to the darkness of the heart. Where yeah. Which is your. Uh, the, the big, big sad. The part where... De, de the de, de, I know what word you're trying to say. That's the correct term for it. Denouement? Yeah, de, denouement. Denouement? Denouement. It's French. I'm bad with French. <laughs> but it's the piece that really connects the, the second act. Yeah. And you can consider it act to be. What? When you're getting into film theory here. Yes. And it's when your character hits a high, like no one's ever going to win, and then the bad guy gets one over them. And, and they, you can watch every movie and find this. Oh, every single movie. Um, it, it's, it's when the hero seemingly is going to give up. Like when... But they're going to fail. Like when Simba runs off and is sad. That's that. Um, Which is interesting, because what they did... With Simba? It's, With the Lion King? It's if, right before he meets Rafiki. <laughs> it's right before he meets Timon and Pumbaa, which I would argue is actually the beginning of the second act. That's Lion King is a, a unique are, example. There are multiple acts in there. I think there's at least five. I think it helps that Lion King is based off of a Shakespeare play. And that's why it's a lot more complex. Yeah. There's the, the, each act was that. supposed to be its own movie. There's two Darkness of the Hearts with Shakespeare, usually. There's the first act, and then there was a like a long ass intermission that lasts like an hour and a half, and then your second act that was like movie part two, basically. Yeah. <laughs> but so we have to go through this, and then he gives up. Yeah, Goose dies. I don't know. I don't remember if we mentioned this. Goose died, and then they, they went to eject because their engines failed, and Goose got like fucking brained by the windshield or some shit yeah, the cockpit <laughs> shield just he smacked his head on it yeah um it's really fast it is to the point where i didn't think he died literal no. seconds before we saw his body i was like they're not gonna kill goose that wouldn't make any sense look he's right there he's fine and then his like lifeless corpse flip like fell into the ocean next to tom cruise and i was like what <laughs> because through all this bullshit and he decides he's not gonna quit and then he has to go to war and then wins the whole thing mm-hmm. what the fuck it's just terrible. It's just self-relatiating. You do no wrong. Here's romance drama where you still do no wrong. Yeah. Uh, airplanes. Woo. Kenny Rogers. Wow. If you want to be a pilot and you want to watch that movie and love it, by all means, you have every right. The thing that I'm, I'm not gonna tell a person who wants to drive in NASCAR. That Days of Thunder is a piece of shit. It is. It's another Tom Cruise film. I mean, this time he's driving NASCAR. Quite frankly, I tell them um, Talladega Nights is better. <laughs> you know what's funny about all of that? What? There's a connection between those two. What is it? One of the pit guys, the pit crew for Tom, Days of Thunder. Yeah. Is John C. Riley. Really? <laughs> the co-star of Talladega Nights it's is John, John C. Riley. Wow. Winning John, times. John, yes. Winning time is so Fuck Boston. good. Fuck Boston. <laughs> I wish I could name the episode this, because I'm mad that they didn't do that. Should we talk about winning time? Have we ranted about uh, Top Gun enough at this point? Yeah, I'm done with Top Gun. Um, I'm just saying, we went back, we looked at a classic, and just went, 
this isn't even good. The same year, Pretty in Pink, um, An American Tale, uh, FIFO, Labyrinth, <laughs> and Ferris Bueller's Day Off came out. And this is all the same year, and it blows my mind that Top Gun is the one that got popular. <laughs> I, I'm gonna say, if I had to rank all of those... Labyrinth first, obviously, because it's the best movie of all time. Ferris Bueller. <laughs> Ferris Bueller's very good. <laughs> FIFO. FIFO's very good. American Tale. Yep. Oh, it's the same guy who animated... Um, Labyrinth. Lab yeah, I would put Labyrinth higher, personally, but you know me. <laughs> Pretty in Pink. Sure. And let's just not talk about Top Gun anymore. Uh, I'll be honest, I haven't even watched Pretty in Pink, and I know it's better than Top Gun, because it's hard to get worse. <laughs> it's a John Hughes film about yeah. growing... Growing up, I mean... Yeah, you can't beat John Hughes. Um, should we talk about Winning Time? Have we really talked about Winning Time on the podcast yet? I don't know. I think we've mentioned it a few times. Um, we should really talk about it, because it's really worth talking about. I don't know. I kind of know the story now. It's... <laughs> <laughs> it's about the Lakers. Um, when Magic Johnson joins the Lakers, like the first year he was there. And as someone who doesn't know anything about basketball... It is still super gripping and very fun. You know a lot about magic now, though. I do. And I know I, I, I know about Coop. I know about Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I know about Larry Bird, Jerry Buss. Like, people whose names I would not have given a single shit about Pat, suddenly. Pat Riley. Pat Riley! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's on HBO Max. It's called Winning Times, The Rise of the Lakers Dynasty. I will say it is a terrible name. It, it you can tell they wanted it to be Showtime, because it's based off of a book yeah, called and, Showtime. And literally, uh, the real Jerry Buss, in an interview after winning, he says it's Showtime. Yeah. And that that was like that's the big moment of that saying right there. It must have been some copyright issue, probably with stars in Showtime, you know, or something like that. There must have been some reason they couldn't have called it Showtime. Because Winning Time definitely seems like a desperate attempt to call it something. <laughs> something similar. <laughs> <coughs> Anyways, it's a really good series. The only problem I have with it, now knowing... Because recently, this week... Or last week? It was this week. This week. Apple TV Plus released a four-hour-long documentary about the life of Magic Johnson. Yeah. Which Probably to specifically bank off of the popularity of winning time which yeah i mean it worked because i was like i will go see what this is the first two episodes are amazing the last two i don't really care about they were fine they were interesting <laughs> it, because we're documenting a person the last two really just focus on him as an individual mm -hmm. and i was more curious about his career in the nba especially since the last two like the the, the third episode starts with his departure from the nba so it's just two episodes, basically, of him, just what his life was past uh, the Lakers. Well, it's about it's about him having HIV mm -hmm. and fighting it and eventually becoming part of the Dream Team. Which was so cool. So cool. Seeing some of that archival footage, <laughs> oh, do you see the players, their opponents just giving up? They're not even jumping up with like them they're as they're about to slam. Like some of them are trying, but they're like three feet shorter. Yeah. <laughs> It's Jordan was all over them. This is something I love. Um, now that we're in this day and age of film and technology and photography that was readily available to everyone, 
things like this can use a lot more archival footage and photographs because it was just so readily available to everybody. So there was just a ton of stuff to see. Like, real pictures of magic and real games of magic and everybody else at that point in time where... Like, before, like, especially pre-70s, it was not that common to find real archival footage of this stuff. Mm -hmm. So documentaries are, uh, awesome. <laughs> well, the cool thing is, when looking at those old archival footage and photographs, right? Mm -hmm. We get to see the people at that time. Mm -hmm. This is a very interesting concept that's relatively new to civilization is that we can actually look back at time and see that their emotions. We can see yeah. their colors. Yes. We can see the environment they're in. Yeah, that's really great. It's all in it's not in black and white either. It's in color. Yeah. And and by doing that, the creators of Winning Time did a great job at casting. It is stupidly oh good. Oh my god, every casting choice. Like at first I was like, that's interesting, but now after watching this documentary and seeing what the real people look like, I'm like, no, that's perfect. Everyone looks perfect. Like I wonder if some of these people, like uh, uh, Paul Westhead and Pat Riley and Magic Johnson and Kareem, I wonder if like these people who lived it are watching say. the show now and being like whoa that guy looks a lot like me <laughs> yeah so um if you like basketball if you don't like basketball we don't like basketball no i don't give a fuck but, honestly <laughs> but i did watch uh the last dance during the pandemic with michael jordan nice that was his cool and i loved it so i'm in a weird way i'm fascinated about the the legacy players of basketball mm-hmm like uh, I, I can't really play it that well. I don't shoot or jump at all. Like I'll be, like I don't know anything about basketball, but even I knew Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is his name. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's it's cool. It's fun. It's smart because it's not just because when you think of this, you think of like every single sport movie you all had to watch in high school. <laughs> you know. Yeah, Rudy. <laughs> uh, what was the one I watched? The one I watched was for <coughs> hockey. And it was still good. <laughs> Goon? Uh, maybe. I, I, I don't think so. I don't know. Obviously it was Mighty Ducks. <laughs> it might have been, but it was, no, it wasn't. I don't, no, anyway, um, it's not like that. There's a lot of, it's not just the players playing games. There's a lot of the behind the scenes stuff. They don't even start their season until like episode four, I think. Um, in winning time. Oh, Sorry. the first two <laughs> episodes are really boring but basically we're setting up what is going to happen yeah we're setting up a, a lot of jerry uh, dr bus in those first two episodes the guy who owns the lakers it, it's him almost more on the business side mm -hmm. and then finally they go to training camp and then that's when you start to see everybody really play training camp really kicked up but you needed those first two episodes to set them up yes you couldn't just start there it's um the same people who did succession Right? Yes. Um, which, if you know Succession, you know it's a, f a fucking high quality Oh, show. now you're going to praise I it. can recognize the fact that it's very high quality, very well written. Yeah. It's not for me. I don't enjoy it. I don't have a lot of fun with it. I'm glad I got to watch it by myself. Well, I'm happy for you. I got to watch things that I liked by, my, by myself. <laughs> um, if you're missing out on Lakers, uh, 
go check it out. I mean, seriously, you got to give yourself till episode three. Mm-hmm. You're going to enjoy it. There's phenomenal talents in there. Like um, every actor. I expect every single one of these actors. A lot of them are no names, too, especially the guys being the players. The, the, the crazy part to me is the kid who's playing Magic. Yeah. He's only done like two other things, and, and they're small. And he's so good. He's, he's got the super, smile down. He's going to become one of the next big names in the industry. A lot of them will be. I'm willing to bet. Um, so, yeah, you deserve it to yourself. Check it out. It's worth it. Uh, it's very smart. It's super cool. I'm loving it. <laughs> and, I think we were watching this show, Barry, on HBO. Yes. Which is returning tonight. Finally. For season 3 premiere. Finally. <laughs> but last time we saw this show, we had a different podcast, which I left on YouTube. You can watch it if you want. I don't know how Oof. that's going to work out for you. Yeah. <laughs> it's rough. It's rougher than this one. It's bad, I'll be honest. <laughs> this one, I, I'm fine with how crazy it gets. Um, but, was it Garbage Eggs? Yeah, Garbage Eggs and... Uh, no, yeah, Garbage Eggs is what it was called. Was Garbage Eggs even happening at the time? When Barry came out? Barry yeah, came out. Yeah, but we wouldn't have talked about it. Barry, the season two of Barry happened in 2019. 2019 yes it's been years and it stars bill Hader as an assassin who's won two emmys for best actor for this show for playing barry <laughs> yeah it's really 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 good but they had they were stuck in developmental hell because of the pandemic mm-hmm. so now it's finally coming back yep. for its third season i'm excited um one of my favorite things is basically how simple this story is mm-hmm. but i mean you can the elevator pitch for this story is this hitman wants to become an actor and that's it and it's really good and the it's super smart because a lot of emotional moments are in it especially when he's with his actor friends it's very funny too but well, yeah, like, they'll push him, and he has PTSD from war. Yeah, because he's a veteran from war. One of my favorite moments in the whole show is season one. They're talking about Shakespeare. It's Macbeth. And they bring up the point, the, 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 the idea of um, killing somebody. And they're like, no, obviously, this person is, this character is evil in their play. They're like, obviously, this character is just evil and heartless, because you don't kill somebody unless you're an evil heartless person and Barry not from only the perspective of an assassin but from the perspective of a veteran is like well I've killed people am I an evil heartless person and it's just it's smart and it's creative (laughs) that scene that you're talking about there's so much power because everyone's passionate about like no they're evil (laughs) and when he comes forth and he goes I did what I had to do in the war Mm -hmm. am I evil and they all have a change of heart. And yeah. They're like, no, you're one of us. You're not evil. Mm-hmm. And it's it's interesting because that does happen in reality. Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah. You'd be like, these people are evil, and then all of a sudden it's like, well, they had a reason to do that. Yeah. It's like suddenly it's like, well, there it's the world is never so black and white. Yeah. So it's it's fun. It's really, 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 really good. Um, I'm so excited it's finally coming. A part of me was like, it's never coming back. That was the end of it. And so the fact that it's finally coming back, hell yes. <laughs> I always knew it was coming back. I was doubtful. I was worried. <laughs> I think there's two more seasons and that's it. Yeah, I think season four will be the end. Yep. 
But um, also, Bill Hader's getting old. <laughs> yes. If Sorry, you, Bill. Love you, but uh. <laughs> if you guys haven't seen it yet, check that one. I highly recommend it. It's very decorated. If you watch my, which nobody has, it has like one of the least amount of views of any of my videos. But if you've watched my top ten best shows of 2019, it was my number one pick. Barry season two. Yeah, because one of the. It might be one of the greatest episodes I've ever seen is in that season. Ronnie and Lily? Oh my, and it won an Emmy so for best episode. That is one of the funniest. The whole episode is so hilarious and it's so smart. When it ended, I was like, that was the best movie I've ever seen. Do you not remember? We watched it twice. Like we watched it and then the next day we watched it again. Because it was so good. It, it was, was like really good. Oh my God. <laughs> It, yeah, that phenomenal. And then, you know, so we talk a lot of crap about Top Gun, even though it's an older film. It's not, it's not. It's out of touch. Yes. Even for today's standards. Yes. There's some questionable moments in there. Um, it's all about Tom, really. Yeah, yeah. And then we, we talk about these great television shows. Yeah. Of modern times, right? Yes. And I think. It's okay for us to bash and praise things today, unlike we were... I'm saying we're really too hard on Top Gun. And I'm really beating around the bush because I just want to talk about how fucking dumb Moon Knight Moon is. Oh my god. I am here to slaughter it. The episode, it was so, so bad. It's Did, so it, boring. This is how I'm going to start my <laughs> argument. Do you know why there's six episodes only for this season? Why? Because Disney doesn't even have faith in this fucking trash. It's just aimless. It's bland. None of the characters are like, well, I fucking hate his bitch. Whatever the fuck her name is. <laughs> the fucking, like, thirsty cunt who's like, oh my god, Steven, you're so hot. Because you're basically nice. Like, not even, like, ex like, extraordinarily nice. He's just basic human decent. And then she's like, Steven is so hot. And then she's like, oh, but I'm married to Mark. And bleh. And she's just annoying. And so much of this episode was just her. <laughs> I, I enjoyed the, the mummy priests. Which... I didn't because it looked like bad CG. <laughs> but, but here's my big issue with this episode. It was Tomb Raider meets the 1998 Mummy. Yeah. With Brendan Fraser. Sure. I mean, like, come on. Two really? things that I love. You love Tomb Raider? T Tomb Raider's fun. I've never seen you play a Tomb Raider. I've never I haven't even heard you talk about Tomb Raider. I've never played Tomb Raider. But I, I Okay. Here's the thing. <laughs> this is bullshit. I'll, I'll cut through the bullshit. I like Laura. <laughs> Laura? You like the idea of her. Yeah. She's fun. A cool, badass, like, like kick-ass ninja lady. She's not a ninja. She knows, like, karate or some shit. Just doing acrobats and shit. Running around and getting, like, cool treasures and stuff. She's fun. She's cool. I like her. She used to do those things in, like, the early game. <laughs> she, she's like a female Indiana Jones. She is. And what's not to love about that? She's cool. <laughs> it, Moon Knight. Boring. Why? The Boring. dialogue. We always double back on ourselves. It's so stilted. It's like, here... It, Look, 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 last week we talked about Conchu and Mark. Yeah. Or, or Steven. Conchu and Steven double backing on what they said, right? Yeah. And now we have his wife, who they go down there together to go get the the statue of Ahmed. Yeah. Right? 
They have it, and then she's like, "You killed my dad." And oh we have to God. have this whole it's moment, like, and he's like, "The world's gonna end." <laughs> he's like, "This is not the time. We gotta go now." And she's like, "Too late." No, I wanna be mad. <laughs> yeah, like this is not the time to have these emotions. You need to get out of there. It's hope. So what's the result? Death. The end of the episode was when it finally, for the first time in this whole fucking series, it finally got kind of interesting. Yeah. Because we get to see, like, a weird, like, it's a mental hospital, mind palace thing. Yeah. But we get to see Mark and Steven together. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And there was that third sarcophagus. Which we're all... We all know who it is. We've all watched Screen Crush. Come on, Jake. (laughs) Show up. It's ended, like... That's the thing I want. Like, Stephen and Mark's relationship. Not Stephen, Mark, and dumb bitch who constantly complains throughout the entire adventure they're having. Yeah. Stephen and Mark. That should have been the thing. But no. Now, finally, they're getting to interact. (laughs) We got two more episodes to wrap this whole thing up. And I'm willing to bet it feels rushed and unfinished. One thing I'm confused, why did they decide this should be a TV show? Because nothing about it feels warranted. This could have been a movie. Like he, nothing- He's not a popular enough comic book character. How many times have you heard of Moon Knight before this show was Neither announced? was Ant-Man or the Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, okay, Guardians, yes. Ant-Man's part of the original Avengers. Yeah, but no one knew about him. Yeah. Okay. Like, that's the thing. Also, Marvel... One of the highest grossing films of all times. Avengers is on that title. But Marvel is so big at this point, even their weird, tiny D-list characters like Moon Knight, just by having the Marvel logo stapled to his chest, that should garner enough attention to warrant a movie. At this point, it's just... It it feels like a movie's plot that they chopped up and then, like, half-ass reworked to fit the length of a, of a six-episode series, but it's lazy and unnecessarily drawn out for no good reason. We should not have waited till the end of the first episode to see Moon Knight in his costume. Yeah. Um, there's so many flaws with it. It, it does frustrate me. I, I'll finish it, but this is not getting a second season. No. And I can't imagine this character showing up in film form. Which is a shame, because I feel like he could... But, like, have interesting interactions with people. Yeah, but, like, imagine Mark talking to Doctor Strange. It would really be Steven talking to Strange, right? Yeah, yeah. And then Mark would show up, and Strange would be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, you're mentally disabled. And that's, you need to leave. And that's the saddest part, huh? Because every... I can only imagine every interaction with Mark slash Steven being the other person being perplexed or kind of slightly offensive about his disassociative identity disorder. No one would be understanding. No one would stop and think about it. They'd be like, whoa, I don't understand. Why are you talking all weird? They the same shit his bitch did in the second episode or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> stop acting like that, please. Like this. Guys, you, does none of you have compassion? <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, whatever. Just want to put out my statement. I, I think this, this one is worse than Loki. This might be the worst one so far. And, you know, I know a lot of people hate Falcon Winter Soldier. I actually enjoyed it. Um, I did too. I would say the worst one before this was uh, What If. Uh, yeah, it technically counts. What If was ass. We couldn't get past the second episode. It was terrible. It's pacing is 
bullshit. None of the actors can do voice acting good. <laughs> okay, moving on. Yes. Fast and the Furious 10 is now called Fast X. For all your porn needs. Fast X X X. <laughs> you want to watch Vin Diesel fuck Lightning McQueen? <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. Um, next one. Doctor Strange 2 is banned in Saudi Arabia for having a gay character. Fuck which you. Which we're all pretty sure is, uh, America? Uh, America Chavez or American Chavez? I think it's America Chavez. America's her name. But apparently, like, her character's... I could be getting this completely wrong. Does she have nicknames? Because I, like, I think that, and I automatically think, Amy or Ami, that'd be a cute nickname for her. Okay. Um, here's the thing. <laughs> Rika is another one. <laughs> we talked about this with Fantastic Beast. How, but... <sighs> if other countries lose out on cool movies because their governments specifically are not progressive enough to acknowledge diversity in their films, they're lost. We should not... We should not lower our standards to theirs because of monetary value. You, no, you, you took that... <laughs> These are different countries. Our ideal ideologies are not theirs. We do not share them. Exactly. That's what and, I'm saying. But we do not need to come down to their standards. We just need to go, hey, look, the fact that they aren't doing it, fine. Then stop doing business. Yes. Don't write articles about them. That's what I'm trying to This is to how you breed hate. Yeah. This is just annoying. Like, I get it. China has a really strict band. We've known this for a long time. Yeah. To cut out six seconds of Dumbledore like, is to actually save you time because that movie's so fucking god-awful. <laughs> Honestly, if like if we sat here and went, boo, how dare Saudi Arabia not have this movie because of a gay character, what does our words do in Saudi Arabia? I bet, I bet they Arabia? love Top Gun. <laughs> like they're not gonna care about what another country is doing on the other side of the world obviously that's yeah, up no. for that's up for them if that, it's relevant it, to it, you my my issue was the fact that it was in the news i was like i could care less like yeah and also like it's not gonna be in uh saudi arabia it's like okay i was definitely curious how dr strange was gonna do in saudi arabia <laughs> doesn't matter the movie makes its money back it's part of the mcu yeah. and they got fucking professor x exactly. we're fine it's we're fine people it, are coming out of the woodworks pieces like this is just to be like look saudi arabia be be mad at them and it's like they're not gonna care if a bunch of angry americans exist you know what i'm amazed <laughs> they haven't done for marketing hmm. is put on the posters from the director of spider-man yeah that is really weird because that would draw on even more people. The people who don't know that a Sam of, Raimi is doing that. A lot of people don't pay attention to directors. I know. The older generations actually don't. They don't care. Uh, like, I feel like... Because like, like, I, I am willing to bet a lot of people don't realize all of these Marvel movies, other than specifically Thor Ragnarok, are directed by different people at different points in time. Um. Because... You can't, uh, uh, Taika Waititi is too distinct to be lumped in with everyone else. <laughs> no, uh, the Russo brothers did Winter Soldier, Civil War, Infinity War, and Endgame. Well, yeah, but there's so many others in there. Like, they didn't Josh do... Josh Whedon did, uh, Avengers and Age of Ultron. Who did Ant-Man? Ant-Man still has the same guy. Who did uh, Guardians of the Galaxy? 
Same guy, James Gunn. Guardians 2? James Gunn. Damn. Guardians 3, James Gunn. Good special, James Gunn. Captain America? The first Captain America? First Thor? First Thor is, good lord, Lockhart. It is. (laughs) Second Thor, there's a reason why it's so different. One is a very Shakespearean actor, right? Yeah. And then the other guy is Alan Taylor, who's known to do these like high fantasy kind of things. He's known for a lot of work he did on Game of Thrones. Yeah. And like, that's why you get this really different Asgard. Uh-huh. And then you get like a Tiger Boy TV being like, yeah, and then you get the it. polar opposite <laughs> of anything. And it's just like, okay, well. I don't know why they did that to that franchise. I because the first I two forget. movies were terrible. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I was I like bad. the second one. No, they're both really I like bad. Dark World. I like Dark World. <laughs> um Speaking of the DCEU, Jesus fuck, I'm tired. <laughs> We've been here already almost an hour. <laughs> MCU. Uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse has been moved to June second, twenty twenty three. We were, we're supposed to get it this year. Mm-hmm. You know, I understand. Especially with animation. Or actually, it was supposed to be... Early in 2023? Yeah, it's supposed to be 2023. And now it's mid-2023? It's supposed to be uh, July. Okay. But now they're going to do Madam Web, which is another Spider-Man character, which will add on to that Sony Spider-Man verse. I do, they're and do... Madam Web's film will be in theaters July 7th, 2023. I... So one month apart, you'll get Spider-Man... And yeah. more Spider-Man. I feel like they're over-reliant on Spider-Man right now. That's all they have. It's true, honestly. <laughs> but uh, fuck. <laughs> um, this week, Florida decided to exempt Disney from uh, not paying standard taxes. Uh, or for... Basically, Disney has a giant plot of land in Florida. Yes. Which is their parks. Yeah. And Makes... their towns, right? Uh-huh. They were allowed to stay there and not have to pay standard taxes. They got a very special treatment for just being there. Why? Well, Florida wanted their business. And Disney was like, cool, we can flourish over this. So they were self-governed. Disney didn't Disney have to listen a... to Florida. Wow. That's how powerful this thing became. Weird. Now, because of all the, the, the bad things that are happening with the Don't Say Gay Bill. Uh-huh. And... Bill Chappick being a cunt. All of Florida being pieces of shit. The rest of Disney was like, no, we will rebel against this. And so they allowed, like, you can see pictures. They're, they're, uh, one of their flags that they have is a rainbow flag. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. Well, this pissed off DeSantis, the governor of Florida. Uh huh. (laughs) And so he rushed it as fast as he could. And now Disney has to pay up for all their taxes. Disney can afford it. They're Disney. Yeah, but <laughs> but now they've lost their self-governing thing. Well, because DeSantis... Fuck DeSantis. Hom- yeah. Homophobic piece of fucking ass paper. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Worthless guy. Well, I'm interested because how, how hard is Disney going to get hit? I imagine not that hard, honestly. I imagine DeSantis is going to get hit harder, which... You know, a lot of people don't like DeSantis already. <laughs> oh, it would be funny if Disney committed political assassination in Florida just to revoke that. You know what? Quite frankly, they I, would have the money to do it too. I've always expected 
a world owned by Disney. And now we're just getting slightly closer to it. I mean, when they bought <laughs> Star Wars, I was like, it's because they love the fact that it's an empire. It's when they're like, yeah, we're making Disney apartments or something like that. And it's like, oh, yeah, that's, this is it. This is the end. They're building <laughs> towns of just Disney. You watch that one documentary of, um, of Walt being like, we want to make like actual cities and stuff owned by Disney. And it's like, oh, you didn't just care about cartoons and no. theme parks. You wanted world domination. No, they wanted to go bigger. <laughs> they, they always wanted to go bigger. Um, Nintendo America is looking into claims filed with the national labor restrictions about how one contracted employee brought up unions in a business meeting and was soon fired mid-contract. More employees apparently feel the same way. This is what Nintendo wrote this week. We are aware of the claim, which was filed with the National Labor Restrictions Board by a contractor who was previously terminated for disclosure, for the disclosure of confidential information and for no other reason. Sure. Nintendo is not aware of any attempts to unionize or related activity and intends to cooperate with the investigation connected, conducted by the NLRB. Oh. Nintendo is fully committed to providing a welcoming and supportive environment for all of our employees and contractors. We take matters of employment very seriously. Well, here's the thing. I have a hard time imagining Nintendo fighting against unionization. You know? Because... They, they probably could. Is it Nintendo of America or Nintendo? Nintendo of America. Nintendo... Because union, unions is such a taboo concept. Yes. Like a historic, it's like an old wives' tale. I remember when I was working at a grocery store, uh, this person, this old lady, came around and she was like telling all the employees about about a union, gotta join a union. And my gut reaction, I didn't put much thought into it because I was quitting already. Like it was my last week there after I put him at two weeks' notice. I didn't put too much thought into it because I'm like. Oh, it doesn't matter to me, but also I was like, unions are bad. My parents always told me, unions are bad. They take your money or something like that. But, and so I wonder if this thing, because now there's this switch happening where it's like, oh wait, unions aren't this boogeyman concept. And a lot of places like Starbucks, for example, and Amazon, Amazon. are unionizing and it's for benefit reasons. And, you know... It's an interesting concept. I would hope Nintendo of America would understand it's for the benefit of their employees. Yeah, I think it's funny that you bring up that this is an American problem. Yeah. This is not a Nintendo problem. No, because that was the thing I mentioned, because I was like, it makes, I'm pretty sure there's already unions in Japan. I wouldn't assume so or assume not. I think um, so. It would make sense, to, at least on a corporate level, they would have some understanding of once you're part of Nintendo, you work here until you retire or die. Or at least a, a, a concept of unionization. It might not be called that, necessarily. <laughs> it's called a blood oath. Um, <laughs> you make a magical contract with a cute little fairy monster, just like Madoka Magica. <laughs> Why would you do that? What do you mean? Mario comes out. And if you unaccept it... He uppercuts you for all yeah. the coins of your life. Yep, yep, yep. We we got Mario Party, by the way. Fuck that game. Uh, we've played uh three 
different maps. Oh my god. Neither of us have won yet. And the the, the the computers weren't even... Like, one of them was on hard for one map. And we still have not won anything. <laughs> I almost won that one, too. I know! I was second! I thought for sure. But Peach, that bitch, that whore. <laughs> I collected over 300 motherfucking coins. How, like, how? And the bonus stars they give her, because if they gave out the bonus star for most coins, you would have won. I would have won, yeah, I would have won. But instead, away. they were like, "Who landed on a Bowser space the most?" And it's like Yoshi, because he's the only one. He landed on one once. This is a bullshit star. <laughs> yeah. Um... Anyway, uh, long story short, Mario Party is not as easy as I remember it being. <laughs> yeah. Next up, the Netflix thing. Yeah. You want me to read this part? Um. Since you read the Nintendo chunk, I can read this Netflix chunk. Yeah, but I kind of wrote it with me in mind. You can go ahead and read it if you want. No, go ahead. Did you leave Netflix streaming service in the past? In these past few months, Netflix announced it had lost two hundred thousand subscribers since the t start of twenty twenty two. Two hundred thousand. Yeah. Since the start. We're only in the fourth month. We haven't even finished the fourth month. Yeah. 200,000 subscribers. That, what did you guys do wrong? You know what they blame it on? Netflix? You know what they think the problem is? What? They think the problem is people sharing their passwords. Okay. And it's like, no. <laughs> That's wrong. That would keep people around, if anything. <laughs> you know, I share passwords with the other subscriptions mm -hmm. and um they don't get mad at me like the fact that you can have multiple accounts implies the idea that you would be sharing passwords with some people also what <laughs> if what if i do have you know like my my roku here at home and that's where i watch netflix but then i got my work computer where it's at work mm -hmm. and i watch netflix on my time off yeah like because you i don't to actually do my job yeah <laughs> I talk about unionizing. And I have Netflix on my phone, yeah. <laughs> I have Netflix on my phone, and I watch it at night if you're watching something I don't care about. Yeah, and... Uh, like, that's such a baby, like, no, it's because, um, uh, you're sharing passwords. That's the problem. Yeah, I'm fucking paying you <laughs> for a service. If I can't share this service with my friends... Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Then or, what's the point? Or even across my other fucking platforms. Yeah. Exactly. This be this would be like if if a baker was like you're you're splitting this cake amongst other people. It's like yeah, it's a whole cake, and I'm only one person. <laughs> yeah, you're sharing your baker's dozens of donuts yeah. <laughs> or bagers, the ba bagels. Jesus. <laughs> Netflix pulls its streaming services with Russia since the war, which added another 700,000 to that number from before. They estimate they will lose another 2 million before June of 2022. So, you know, kind of a lot. Uh, company's market value dropped by 50 billion, which is 35%. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Those are a lot of big numbers. <laughs> Some of these numbers that I was finding, I was like, how are we coming up with them? So I get the Russian thing. Like, okay, I agree with them there. Yeah, I understood why they pulled out of Russia. I didn't realize 700,000 people was going to be affected by it, though. And I don't think Netflix well, understood 700,000 people paying. Netflix yeah. likes to hear that. They're paying. Paying, yeah. Um, <laughs> now... 
that's a nice thing to do because you're ripping them away from distractions and mm -hmm. forcing them to realize what's going on. It is honestly a very fascinating look at current world war tactics Yeah. of steal away your entertainment. Like fast food joints and restaurants were leaving Russia, places, you know, things like Netflix and Hulu or whatever the fuck. They were leaving, they're just stripping you of those fun amenities, you know? Yep. Which is fascinating to me. Now, that, that's interesting. I will praise them for that. Yeah, I understand why they, why they decided to go with that. Now, this next point. <laughs> they estimate they will lose another two million. Two million. Now, yeah, now we, earlier we were fiddle-fucking around. Yeah, we jumped from the 200,000s to multiple millions real quick. <laughs> 200,000, 700,000. Two million. Yeah. You're rising up exponentially. What is happening here? Can someone at Netflix not do math? <laughs> well, when you start playing with calculus, which I'm assuming if they were good, right? Mm -hmm. You start to account for numbers that aren't there and what are there. And then you start to see the trends and you start getting these graphs that start either going up or down. And if you put it in whatever is being put in right yeah it, it could look like a wave but it feels like they what, it, what this is looking like is just a massive drop well it feels like they counted that 700 million that they took from russia and included it into their like graph even though that is a non-negotiable concept like like you're not gonna lose another 700 million from russia because you've taken it all the 200 million Sorry, 200,000 was the real baseline, but they added that 700,000 to it, and that makes like a million, and then they think it's going to multiply, which implies that their numbers have been duplicating uh, on a regular basis by this point, as they think this will double <laughs> by June. <laughs> and again, we're at the end of April here, which is May, June. Yeah. You, you're saying in in six weeks you're going to lose two million subscribers? That's so much. Either someone is panicking mm -hmm. way too much, or they did something that they know is not okay. I th From a com consumer standpoint, my perspective on Netflix is they just have nothing new. Like, we have all streaming services, for the most part. Hulu, YouTube, if you count that. I don't have stars. No, uh... We have, um... Or Peacock. Nah. We have, uh, Discovery. Paramount Plus. We have Disney. We have, you know, we have some of Shutter. them. We have a handful of them, yeah. And the thing no, is... No, I'm even the ones I don't have. <laughs> we would have, like, there's things to check. There's new things coming out on all these things. HBO is the only one that's really worth it, in my opinion. But Netflix, we would... <laughs> I think they could tell. <laughs> Netflix never had... Anything new come out, and if it did, it just the, dude. They had the greatest cooking show ever. Is it cake with Mikey Day uh. looking bored as shit? <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that's Netflix. Like I use Netflix regularly, only because Legend of Korra 
and Ever After High is on Netflix. And you that's, ruined my account. And the, I, those are the only two shows I go for, and I only go to capture footage. And I only use Ever After High for its specials, not as regular episodes, which I can find on YouTube. I watch like one or two things a month at most <laughs> on Netflix, and it's just old things I already know I like. I, I still can't get it passed around. Where is this logic of two million? I would love to see these graphs. Mm -hmm. um, Who came up with this number? Who yeah. threw this out? <laughs> now, all of these numbers are looking bad, so investors are going to definitely be pulling out. Should I read the second paragraph we got? Oh, hold on. Okay. The, the fact that the company's value dropped by $50 billion. Yeah, 35% so, drop. <laughs> so I know we're not talking about subscribers, but when you're just reading these numbers, right? Mm -hmm. Again, 200,000. 700,000. Well, they... 2 billion. Well, 50... I mean, 2 million, 50 billion. Like, yeah. Which is 35% of the fucking company. Well, have you heard what Netflix has, like, responded with to these? They were like, well, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna cancel a bunch of our shit. Okay, well... But more specifically, we're gonna add commercials. And it's like... I didn't write it down that commercial thing because I didn't see anything about it, but I've heard rumors of it. A cheaper option with commercials, and it's like everyone has. First of all, everyone has already been doing commercials. <laughs> <coughs> okay, if they do commercials, this is the end of the company because they have fought tooth and nail to say we charge you premium prices because we will not give you commercials. Mm -hmm. That's always been their stance. You can go back, you can see them actually say it multiple times yeah. we will never have commercials that's why netflix is always a little more expensive because you're avoiding those commercials you're avoiding you're all paying, ads in general you're paying them directly to pay for the contracts to have the content that they did not create mm -hmm. or to pay for the content that they did actually you're not create. gonna get ads on the sides or at the top bar or anything nope. like that. There, there was talks Nothing. i remember in in 2012 they were talking about adding banners. And at that point, it was unheard of for a website to not have ads. Like, everyone was installing ad blocker for these things. And Netflix was like, rather than avoid the ad blocker, which will just have people stealing money from us because they're blocking the ads, we're just going to forgo that and just offer you a service that has no ads. So you don't need ad blocker. And then they get more money in the long run. Well, initially, they promised themselves to be the best streaming service that could be they were at the beginning they were the yeah they, they the killed ones who began they killed blockbuster you can't deny it have you ever seen this thing it's it's someone getting mugged and it's like hulu and disney plus like kicking the, the person they're mugging and then you see someone sitting to the side and they sip their tea and they're labeled the ghost of blockbuster and then the ghost of blockbuster comes and starts kicking them too <laughs> Yeah, Netflix, it's it's weird because you look at these companies that own these streaming services, right? Mm -hmm. Disney, Hulu, ESPN, all under Disney. Yes. That's an umbrella. That's yeah. an empire. Then you get to Warner Brothers. And that might have been a big thing about it, too. HBO Max, right? Like, a lot of these places made their own streaming services. Yes, but these, we are talking about the big six mm -hmm. if you take any media class any cinema film class you know the big six peacock mm -hmm. universal oh. paramount 
Mm-hmm. Paramount. Yep, 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 yep. Right? What is the one? Uh, there's... Uh, th- their names have changed over the couple of times. Who am I thinking? Uh, Sony. Sony's another big one, yes. No, Sony's the, Viacom, the last one, but they haven't... Viacom was the one I was thinking that's, of. That's Universal. Yeah, I, I was like, they're that's not called Peacock. Viacom, though, anymore. <laughs> but... All of them but Sony, and Sony was like, we can't even touch this, mm-hmm. right? Have built their own streaming services. Now you have Amazon running in, right? Mm-hmm. And they've dominated the home delivery stuff. Yes. It's stupidly easy to order from them. And the Amazon Originals are good. Like Reacher, Vox Machina, those are on Amazon Originals, and they're good. They're worth it. They're worth the subscription. But they've also proven <laughs> they are a powerhouse they're yeah. not just this you like, know beyond like i got a uh, a prime membership so i could get footage for vox machina when i did my review and then i kept it around and then i i got new pajama pants because my old ones were tearing apart and it was such a, a like a convenient thing to have prime already not only to get these cool shows that are already available with my membership, but yep. now also I get like benefits from ordering things online. Like, that is such a good use of my money. <laughs> Free two day shipping. Exactly. It, it's a joke. It's like, okay, well then, what's Netflix offering me? Netflix, it's like twenty dollars a month, or something like that. It's the most expensive streaming service right now. Oh, oh, hold on. There's there's another cool thing about uh, uh, Amazon? Amazon and Apple TV. You can buy the movies. Yeah. And you own them forever. Yes. Right? With the other streaming services, you can download them, but you don't own them. Like, we bought Willow off of Amazon. We bought another one recently off of Amazon. I don't remember which one it was. I have Willow on Amazon? Uh Uh-huh. Uh, I think we bought, um... I don't regret it. We bought Return of the King, the extended cut. No, I own the Two Towers and Return of the King. We bought one of them, and then, like, a week later, we found it on, like, Hulu or something like that. On HBO, (laughs) where it belongs, yeah. And I was like, motherfucker. <laughs> um, Netflix has nothing. They have nothing. It's so expensive for nothing. They're they're literally going to be the story you tell about the streaming wars and how it began. Mm-hmm. You'll be like, there was once this company. It, if you know about film history, you can see it almost as uh, RKO Pictures. Yes, that's a surprisingly apt example. They, they were there before many of the big dogs. It's it's but, and, it, and it's a fascinating but, history. But here's the thing: if you don't know about RKO, then who then, then who cares? I'm telling you, that's the future of Netflix. Mm-hmm. And RKO put out a lot of great pictures. And it is it, really it, it's a shame. It's 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 surprising. Netflix is gonna go the way of the blockbuster. Mm-hmm. Which is, the blockbuster went the way of the Dodo. Exactly. That's the new, like, that's going to be it. And, because I remember a lot of Disney, especially, used to be on Netflix. Like, our go-to drunk movie was Hercules. Hmm? And we would watch it on Netflix over and over and over again. And then suddenly we were drinking and we are like, let's watch Hercules. Hell yeah. And then we go to Netflix and it's not there. And we're like, oh, we'll just go to Disney Plus because it's definitely going to be there. And it was because Disney took all of its stuff back. And without Disney, Netflix had basically nothing to offer after that. <laughs> they, they lost HBO or Warner Brothers. Mm-hmm. They lost Paramount. They lost Universal. Now, they, they will occasionally get their older archives. 
Yeah. Right? But they're also having to pay. They have contracts with that. Yeah, like, I wonder how much Nickel... Uh, sorry. I wonder how much Netflix is paying Nickelodeon to keep Avatar The Last Airbender and Legend of Korra on Netflix. Because that's the only place you can find those two shows. It's because they have a little special contract to make Avatar, which... Okay, let's Would, get to this next one. I mean, the last time we talked about uh, the live-action Avatar, we were discussing how the dude they hired to play Sokka was faking the fact he was from a Native American tribe. So, you know, it's not going great. <laughs> well, you want to read the next one? Yeah, the next chunk of this paragraph. In response, they have almost completely severed the animation department, firing the head and some of his co-workers... Killed many in-house projects like Bright 2? No! I'm like the only human on the planet who actually liked Bright. I loved Bright. I thought it was good too. Fucking, I'm upset. I'm upsetting spaghetti. <laughs> I want, fuck you. God damn it. I liked Bright. I'm upset. They, they had <laughs> many animation projects in the works and uh, they're all axed. Almost they all of them. Which I know a lot of people are, like, worrying. Because a lot of people are like, because Sonic just got an animation thing announced. Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh my god. And a lot of people are worrying, because also, um, Disenchantment is supposed to have its fifth season come out. And that's also Netflix. And a lot god, of people are like, geez. Cuphead. Cuphead just came out, and it's supposed to get a season two. People are freaking the fuck out, because, like, don't, don't. Like, because, fuck. Hey, you know what they should ask? The Witcher. They asked Bone. Which I'm disappointed about, because I was really looking forward to it. Bone? It's uh, based off of a really, really good, well-known comic series called Bone. It's a wacky, weird little adventure. <laughs> so it's impossible to describe, honestly. <laughs> okay. So I, I don't know what the future is of most of these projects. They only announced a few of what they've axed. So Avatar could very much be dead. But where would it straight? They're not going to let it die. Well... They I, might let I, the show die. With but... the history that it has, <laughs> yeah. I would let it die. Some bad bad news bears there. I, but they're not going to let the, the original... They would stream... Like, if anything, Nickelodeon would make its own streaming service. Nickelodeon already has its own streaming service. Why isn't Avatar on there? Because Paramount and Netflix have a special contract, and mm. that's why Netflix is allowed to adapt them. Should I read this next bit of this paragraph? Yes. Uh, Hold on, before you say this, uh -huh. I read this. <laughs> yeah. I was frustrated. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just you I, got, like. You saw me. I looked through the void. I looked through the stars of eternity. <laughs> Time and space were ripped apart. I knew nothing of true emotion. So keep in mind all these numbers of loss. So much money lost. I, all right, now keep that in mind. When when Captain Nemo mm -hmm. went 20,000 leagues under the sea to see what he would find, I never thought that Netflix would decide that this is what they find. Though they have changed directions and decided to double down on video games, <laughs> planning to release 50. Let me rephrase. 50 games before the end of the year and might i remind you not one has come out yet <laughs> they actually do have games oh really you have to get a different uh 
app for it. So they're like, fuck these TV shows, but here's these video games literally no one asked for. We're gonna do 50 of them. What that? The big name developers make one every three years? What's that? Even like schlocky two-bit piece of shit like iPhone games only make like one or two a year? We're gonna do 50. <laughs> now let me, let me go back to where we are right here in this point in time. We're at the end of August. Mm -hmm. Ar Jesus, not August. God, I wish. April. <laughs> I'm just dying for August. I, I am too. <laughs> um, we're at the end of April, which is the fourth month, right? Yeah. You're one third out of the year. Where that means you, you have two thirds of a year. Eight months. For 50 games? 50 games. You know what that means? If they actually pull this off, these are going to be the shittiest fucking games you've ever seen. Like, like I said earlier, it's just going to be like Fruit Ninja, but with 900 different skins on it. It's like Fruit Ninja, Vegetable Fruit Ninja, a Cat Ninja, a, a Bamboo oh, Ninja. If they did a Cat Ninja, ninja <laughs> would you have to cut the heads off kittens? No! <laughs> you see my face. I'm very excited. <laughs> it's just... Just, I love cats. I'm just joking. It's just so stupid. I don't understand it. I don't understand. Do I? You're gonna cancel Goddamn Bright Two, which I have been waiting for for years. We met. We started dating, and that movie came out, and I've liked it since then. I'm so salty. I wanted this for so long. <laughs> I remember the night I watched it. I came back from visiting my family I was like why don't you come over and you're like I don't want to so as I was unpacking I just watched Bright <laughs> and I was like damn she would really enjoy this since she loves Labyrinth and I did love it I did really enjoy so it so I had to rewatch it <laughs> oh no. come on <laughs> so there's also a bigger issue it's taking too long to make this sequel and yes. your lead actor just physically assaulted which is yeah <laughs> someone on stage so I mean, would it even Do you star want to talk about same? that? Are you on Will Smith's? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, guys. I'm <laughs> we, tired of it, too. I we, think it's over. It's so, yeah. Like It was a joke. It was a joke. I don't know. I'm just, I don't know. I'm upset. I'm upset. <laughs> I, I just don't see how... 50 games. <laughs> how cutting your your left arm, which has just been animation, mm -hmm. right? Which has been doing good. Might I add? Yeah. The animation team on Netflix? Yeah. I mean, you guys have things that Crunchyroll can't even get. You got fucking... What's his name? Who's the guy who makes Disenchantment? Simpsons and Futurama? What's his name? Oh, I don't remember his name. You got that guy. He, he, he's huge. His name. Disenchantment, while not everyone loves he, it, its fan base is strong. Cuphead was huge. I bet Bill Burr is fucking dying laughing. Because he just ended F is for family. <laughs> yeah. And now they're going <laughs> to bring down the axe. So, that's insane. I just don't know how you're going to release 50 games of quality at all. Uh-uh. Um, Fuck that. This is insanity. This this is how you watch a multi-billion dollar company crumble. It feels like a fever dream. This it, feels like a nightmare. Like, oh, I had a wacky dream last night where Netflix was failing and they made a bunch of video games instead that no one wanted. <laughs> that feels like a video, like a fucking fever dream about a video game. <laughs> Maybe they pull it off. I doubt it. Doubt it. I, my real prediction to this whole thing, well, I'll tell you after I read the last bullet point, which goes back to you about sharing. About sharing? Passwords. 
Oh, many have issues with their not allowed to share passwords, but instead they're trying to to add a membership for an additional $2.99? This market is growing and they're fucked? Wait, no. So let me explain this one. Wait. Let me explain this. So people are frustrated about the password sharing being banned from Netflix. You were correct. Their answer to it is, oh, you want to share a password? Try this ad. This is something they're working on. And they're testing it out. Add a member for $2.99 on top of your subscription. And they can watch. That's... So you have to pay 3 bucks extra a month. I am... That is the dumbest... And that's only for one. Here's the thing. Like, like with my family... That's the only option right now. Because, like... <sighs> they do have a family plan. Sure. How much is the family plan? I think it's 27 now. But like, here's this concept. I remember like, when I got Netflix back in the day, which I know was almost a decade ago. Mm-hmm. You know how much I paid? How much? 10 bucks. And now it's 27 for a family. That's because like, here's like. Limit of five. Because like, here's, I can very easily concept. What if you have more than five members in your family? <laughs> There's plenty of people with large families. Yeah. Fuck you. So long as everyone's contributing, who fuck you, Netflix? Because I can very easily see like me, my sisters wanting to share an account, my cousin maybe also, my other cousin maybe also, my mother, my father. That's already more than five at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, fuck you. <laughs> like just because one of us, because like if I get the account and I'm paying for it, and I share it with like three other people, the common idea is that those other three people would pitch in monthly to help pay for it because they're using it. And if they're not using it, I'll cut them out of the fucking service. So Netflix, you're still getting all your money. Fuck you, Netflix. That's stupid. That's, fuck hey, you. They're out of touch. <laughs> they've gone too far. They think they're the king and they're really not. They're way at the bottom. <coughs> and they've been that way for a long time. And the real, what I mean here is they're fucked. Um, thanks for doing that. I'm sorry. The market is growing. Uh-huh. It's about how many different subscription services there are. Mm-hmm. Like I have one that I don't think is going to work out too well. Which, which one? Which is AMC Plus. It's like if you want to. Like, here's the thing: they're getting good shows. Like, uh, Dark Winds is going to come out soon, which I'm very excited for. Uh, that Dirty Black Bag, which is currently going, which is very good. Not necessarily for me, but it's very good. <laughs> Um, and even some of their old I stuff. I love that you talk about my shows in a highlight for me and not allow me to even talk about them. I'm sorry. You can talk about them whenever you want. Okay. That <laughs> Dirty Black Bag is amazing. It is a super ultra-violent western. I've mentioned this before. There is only one episode left of this season, and it looks like we're going to be in for a bloodbath. Oh, yeah. There is only one episode left, huh? I know. I've seen some of the episodes. It just wasn't for me. But... No. No. See, westerns you have to sit down and pay attention to. It was fuck you. <laughs> no, no, really, you do because it, there are political arguments, there are religious arguments. My issue with the episodes, tribal arguments, is it's really sad. I just oh oh yeah. I've had so much sad in my life. I don't know if I can, and it's like and not even like like they died. Oh my god, it's sad. Like like there was a character who loved this whore. Who, li- who lived at the whorehouse, and he wanted to marry her, and she's like, I'm not going to marry you, I'm sorry. And then he just 
beat her to the point where her face is all mangled and she's disfigured now. That shit is just too sad for me. And I understand, like, from a storytelling perspective, it's, inter it's interesting and gripping, that's a twist and turn and whatever, and AMC is known for this shit, especially with things like Walking Dead, uh, Preacher, which was very, very good. But, I don't know, I'm just done with the sad stuff. <laughs> I totally understand why other people love it, though. Okay, it's just a I, me thing. I'm I, done I, with sad. <laughs> I don't like the the beating of prostitutes. Well, the thing is, it just... But this is something that happened back then and is still happening now. The thing is, it just sits with me and it upsets me. You understand, right? Like, I just don't want... I just don't want to think about that kind of thing. When I was younger, I had that, that feeling that you have now. Well, as when I was younger, I was more willing to... Like, as when I was a kid, I watched CSI and NCIS no, and no, no, Criminal no, no. Minds. And I watched all of the... That shit's fake, dude. Well, it was to the point where, like, there was a point in high school... Oh, well, my shit's fake, too, but... <laughs> there was a point in high school where I was concerned because my daydreams in the middle of class were all, like, these horrifying CSI murder torture things and I was like I need to stop with this stuff and I did and uh, I don't want to go back into that <laughs> I remember in ninth grade I watched Requiem for a Dream Oof. I was horrified yet fascinated and then that night I slept in my bedroom and I just held myself and cried myself to sleep isn't it uh, <laughs> we I watched but I can handle it now I watched the first I, I'm gonna say 10 to 15 minutes of Requiem with you uh, and you insisted we stopped so I haven't seen the rest of it but based on what you've said and what I've heard what I've well, seen there's a reason why I said stop yeah and it's because it's very not, horrifying <laughs> if you're not ready for it it will come up to creep you even just the regular scenes have this horror it's just it's filmed like a horror, but it's not a horror. It's fascinating. Oh, it's, the, the ending, it starts to show itself. It's when the the mother, I think she is. She, I think she's their mother. Jared Leto's mom. And I don't remember his name. He's one of the Waynes. Marlon. Marlon. Um, and she's, like, trying to diet and make herself look young and pretty. And yep. it's this... It's super smart filmography. But... She is talking about dieting, and she looks at the TV and it says, For your diet, in order to lose weight quickly, for lunch, you have a drink of water and half a grapefruit. And you see her, and she looks over, and her grapefruit and her water, between like three really fast cuts, is gone. It's like chomp, 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 drink, 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 it's gone. And then suddenly it's empty. And I, and then she looks back at the TV, as, almost as if nothing had happened. And I, understood instantly that concept of you're trying to lose weight here's your limit and it's suddenly gone and it feels like it was nothing for you well <laughs> here's uh one spoiler to the movie since you brought her up well i know most of the spoilers for the audience oh sorry <laughs> yeah, we might be the only two people in this room but there are people listening to us i'm sorry i totally forgot honestly is <laughs> is that the pills that she is taking are laced with speed. Really? Yes. What? Oh my god. And after doing those pills for a while, <gasps> it takes its toll. Oh, and this movie's wacko. When you're talking about horror, that's a way to do. Cause I no, was... no, no. I mean, 
Cause that was... Straight up tripping balls, inanimate objects talking to you. No, I can't do that. No. And the ending for her, uh-huh. her story, because all four of them, there's four different characters. Her, Jared Leto, the mother, Jennifer Connelly, her son, her son's boy, uh, girlfriend, sorry. Uh-huh. And, then and then Marlon Wayne. Marlon Wayne, which is his best friend. Uh-huh. All four of them have different endings. Ooh. They don't succeed. No one gets a happy ending? That's the point. It's the the Requiem of a Dream. Oh! Uh, see, that was the other thing. From those 50... Because we watched um, a couple of scenes where characters were getting high. Mm-hmm. And the way they showed it, it was fascinating. The cinematography and direction of this movie is fucking phenomenal. I can already tell. And it's... Like, they're like, hey, yo, man. It's like this long shot of them sitting around, like, hey, yo, man, let's do this thing. And they pull out their drugs, and they're like, ha, 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 let's do this. And then it's, like, 17 rapid cuts between, like, a needle, and then, like, like drugs, and then, like, cells, and then, like, an, a pupil of an eye dilating or redilating, and blood cells moving. And it's just instant, one after another, where you barely have enough time to register what you're seeing, and then the next time we cut back to the same angle as before... Suddenly they're fucking high off their asses and they're doing something crazy. And, Jared, it, and it was just such a fascinating way. Jared Leto's <laughs> character, he, uh, when he gets high, you see his eyes and they dilate before mm-hmm. that. And then he has these visions of being on a boardwalk. See, that movie mixed with um, uh, American Psycho is the biggest thing convincing me that Jared Leto is actually a really good actor. He's just getting stuck with really bad roles. <laughs> you know what's funny? Hmm. After watching Requiem for a Dream, I ended up finding American Psycho on my own. Yeah? Same year. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> American Psycho is one of the funniest horror movies of all time. I love it. It's fantastic. You introduced it to me. It's amazing. It's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, when I first saw it, I took it very seriously. And then the older I got, I realized it's actually a fucking hilarious film. I do remember the first time I watched it was with you, and you, I, the way you talked about it, I was afraid. I thought it was a horror. And then by halfway through, I was like, no, <laughs> it's not. <laughs> it's a good one. Um, I love it. So... I don't know what you guys think about Netflix. I think it's dying. It's dying. This is hemorrhaging. Hemorrhaging? Hemorrhaging? Hemorrhaging. It would take so a, bad. A, some sort of miracle thing from Netflix to save them at this point. You know what saves them? Hmm. They get bought out. Yeah. Bought out or sell everything. That's it's the, still almost the same thing. It's either you live, but you, you're on a chain, or you die, and you give your spoils to everyone else. That's the thing. Do you become the pet, or do you become the, the villain? That's the concept. <laughs> I wonder if Disney is looking at them, and I think on Disney's standpoint, there's a very few things to actually take. Well, on the other standpoint, it's like, why don't we just kill them? Yeah. It's weird. Good luck, Netflix. You've done this yourself. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so, beyond Netflix, breaking news. There's fucking nothing to watch in theaters this week. Nope. So we just get to sit around for another long-ass week until May 6th, Woo. and then wear ourselves out over Doctor Strange 2 
and its ridiculous fan theories. There's so many, and I guarantee... It's already begun, but now there's nothing to watch, so we're going to sit there. The Northman came out, but, like, that's not for everyone. And not everyone's going to want to watch it in theaters, necessarily. No. So, yeah, it's just like... Waiting around till Multiverse and Madness. <laughs> Why not? And so it's going to be, I can't, it's going to be, the, the day it comes out, the day or the day after, our YouTube channel is going to be flooded with all these videos being like, what did this mean? Dissecting all these scenes, 199 things you missed. <laughs> Why is Sup <laughs> Supreme Strange have weird white marks on the side of his goatee? Well, what's the other strange, uh... I don't know, Defender Strange? Defender. Yeah. Has similar white marks, but they're slightly wider. Yeah. And then super <laughs> hyper-focus on one shot. And you're just like, shut up. <laughs> um, yeah, sadly, there isn't anything really cool coming out this week. Uh, next week, next, fucking God, next week we will get something. Even just a little bit of something. <laughs> Um, new games to come out. Woo! Dune Spice Wars on the 26th. Boo. Boo. It's like Civ. It's like Civilization. If you like Civ, you're good. I don't like those games. <laughs> I, I find them kind of fun, but you gotta spend a lot of time with them. And you like Dune. Do you think you'll check this one out? No. No, I didn't. <laughs> if I'm gonna do anything, I'm probably gonna play Civilization. Is this the first Dune video game to come out since the movie? I'm sure there were CD-ROMs. Mm, well, since the, the most recent movie. Yes. Because uh, I couldn't help but notice everyone uh, um, pronounced it incorrectly. Yeah. Everyone, I, saw, everyone called it Arrakis. Yeah, Arrakis, and it's Arratus. Yeah. <laughs> no, they called it Arratus. It's Arractus. Yeah, so, and you can tell they're, like, there's characters based off of their in-movie characters. Yeah, the Emperor. But it's like when you watch, it's like when you play those Marvel games where it's like, that's almost, um, you know, Captain right. America. That's almost Bruce Banner, but they're just a little off from their movie counterparts. <laughs> so, not much has happened. We already know that. We were able to fill up all this time by mm -hmm. talking about how much we hate Top Gun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> The last thing I wanted to end off, and I always find this so fascinating, especially with the film industry and how we're coming out of a pandemic, yet now there's a war raging on, mm -hmm. and we're going to see how that all turns out. It's, uh, we just had the French elections. It's fascinating because despite, no matter how bad things get, people still want escapism, whether that be a book or a movie mm -hmm. or a video game. People want to... Avoid the world they're in, and entertainment is one of the easiest and most fun, creative ways to do so. So, a little fun fact, for those who don't know, is in the 1920s of America, we were during the Great Depression. Yep, yep. Everyone was dirt poor. Uh-huh. You had bologna for dinner. A slice of bologna. Bologna on ham is and, the same. And sometimes you would make it hot, but sometimes you couldn't. <laughs> you couldn't afford to even go find firewood. Mm -hmm. um, one of the biggest distractions was entertainment. Mm -hmm. And Hollywood was still kind of beginning out. Yeah, there wasn't... There was 
Oh, there wasn't really. Sorry, I'm getting tired. There wasn't really movies necessarily. There were movies, but like they were cheap movies, and they were short. That was another big thing. No, like, no. Uh, they they had full on pictures. Well, I'm thinking of Buster Keaton specifically. Have, yes. Have but... you any of you watched Buster Keaton? Fantastic. <laughs> Stoneface. Like his movies, Charlie Chaplin. Also, they were like 30 minutes long. I prefer Charlie. Really? I do. Gold I like... Rush. What? Gold Rush. I don't know if I know that one. This is the one where he's up in like that, like Alaska or whatever, and they're trying to mine out the gold. I I don't know. It's a very obscure <laughs> one. He did a bunch. That was the thing. Like like there was just a million. There was a new one every other week, basically. Yes. They, they were easy <laughs> to film, and the process of cutting them was the issue. Mm-hmm. Um, and distributing. Uh, but hold on. So the war's going on, people are poor, and they decide to build these theaters all around America. And they, they were like, look, they're going to be cheap and easy to watch, right? And all you need to get in is a nickel. The Nickelodeons. <laughs> which creates the term Nickelodeon. Yeah. And that's why it's called Nickelodeon. That, yeah. The, the, the... They, they named themselves after... This process of paying a nickel to mm-hmm. actually go see a movie. Which so is when a... you're going to the movies yeah. next time to go see Doctor Strange. Because <laughs> we know. What else are you going to watch? <laughs> we're going to go watch it too. You're going to be paying 20, 30 bucks, right? Yeah, perhaps. These fuckers paid a nickel. It's and... They didn't have any food or anything like they that. They did. They did? Yes. Was it more than a nickel to get food? I don't know about the price of food, but it was a very cheap and easy to make food. It was, it's weird that movies... At You're the, not going to ask me what the food is? What was it? Was it popcorn? It was popcorn. <laughs> and that's how America learned to love popcorn. When you were poor in this time, you would spend a nickel to get in, and then you'd get a bag of popcorn, and it was relatively cheap. It was under a dollar at that time. Mm-hmm. And the popcorn, which because, is just... And I don't think they would butter it back then. They started to, but that eventually it was just popcorn with salt. Yeah. Right? This is something. <laughs> and the salt came later. It was just popcorn. But people were eating it because they weren't able to eat on their own. Yeah, when the only thing you're eating is bo- a slice of bologna. If you were lucky. A bag, even a small bag of popcorn is going to be fucking like the next level. <laughs> well, just think, when next time you go to the theaters and you need a bag of popcorn, mm-hmm. you feel like shit. But your stomach is full. But yeah, and for some people, that was their biggest meal of the week, potentially. Yeah, and that was it. And that's actually why the film industry in America is so intense, mm-hmm. is that it saves us multiple times. Yes. Uh, Every time the economy fails, the film industry here thrives. Yes. And because of the pandemic, not the pandemic, the... the uh, the Great Depression. Mm-hmm. The pandemic could be equivalent to that, but the thing was, people they still, weren't shut down. People still go to the movies. Yes. And a lot of those traditions, why do we have what we have in theaters, is because of the Great Depression. And, like, you and know. There's a little history there. It's, it's fascinating. As people, like, we studied cinema. Like, a part of getting a cinematography or filmmaking or media degree at a university involves knowing all this history and stuff even in your high school years like i learned about nickelodeons in high school Mm -hmm. and it was fascinating to me and i love it 
And it's so cool and interesting. And my favorite thing about media is a quote. And I learned this in my, this my senior year of high school. This is my favorite quote of all time. There was a person who, I don't remember what, like, what, like, what their job was, but their quote was, because radio was all the rage and people were talking about uh, TV shows, because that was this kind of new thing. And this person's quote was, no one wants to watch TV. The radio is so much better. TVs are expensive and the visuals can be confusing. No one's gonna go from the radio to the TV. That's gonna die off within a month. And now we have like shows like Moon Knight or Winning Time or all these crazy severance, all these crazy cool TV shows. And that quote of that man's complete being wrong is my favorite quote of all time. <laughs> That's a different era. Yes, but uh, it's just when you're when you're learning about but media and film, they did not believe it would take over. It all dominoes into each other, and it's fascinating. I wish I could talk more about it. I feel like we've overstayed our welcome. Yeah, let's wrap up by talking about the box office of the week, right? It, which I began this conversation about, and then I got really deep into history because I was like, oh, I love history. Oh, but history's cool. <laughs> I don't want to be a historian. I just love learning about history. Mm-hmm. I feel like the more you understand about it, the, the better off you are to see the world and be able to figure out, like, oh, there are paths and patterns that people will naturally take. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember there was this gag in Spongebob where he was going through dangerous things. It's like, oh no, like man-eating clams. Oh no, spiked cactus coral or something. And one of the last things he went through was, oh no, educational television. And I remember being like 13, being like, fuck SpongeBob. Educational television is fucking dope. <laughs> it's awesome learning things from like Mythbusters or History Channel or documentaries, just things like that. Learning things from... Like, educational television is, like, the way to go. <laughs> okay, I was 21 when I started getting into documentaries, but okay. <laughs> this weekend, in the box office, Woo! I'm gonna throw numbers at you, nothing too crazy. Um, number one, the bad guys. Yep. After three days of this weekend, they made $24 million. Unsurprised. I knew. First week of being out. Like, the animation is beautiful. Their fur looks great. It's bouncy, stretchy, fun. I, the cast is stacked. I, it was unsurprising. It has a book series. So there was, a, like, a fan base going into this. Yep. I, unsurprisingly, this is topping the charts. <laughs> Which is always great for a kid's film is to animate a book series and y voila. Yeah. I mean... You could also do live action. It doesn't always work out. Like Harry Potter versus Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Oof. <laughs> Frag guys, it makes sense because they're all animals. You know, it's a world of animals, you know. Yeah. Makes sense. Uh, I'm sure I'll watch it eventually when it comes out. <laughs> Number two, Sanic the Hedgehog 2. Woo! After three days of this weekend, 15.2 million Woo! for a total of... 145.8 million during three week run. Yay! Go Sanic the Hedgehog! Aw, shit! Now, here's the really interesting thing. After three weeks of Sonic being in theaters, mm -hmm. 145, almost 146, right? We're yes. right there on the cusp. Yeah. 
three weeks. Number three, Fantastic Beasts, Secrets of Dumbledore. Oof. Over the weekend, 14 million. There's a little special number here. Negative 67%. Oof. Th this number here that I'm throwing at you is actually the negative of ticket sales. It dropped off 67%. That's worse than Netflix. This is the worst <laughs> of the Fantastic Beast movies and the second worst of all of J.K. Rowling's films. I was going to get there, but thanks for jumping. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I was going to say, for a total of two weeks in the theaters... 67.1 million. Which is bad. Let's go back to Sonic three weeks, right? Uh, I'll say yeah. it again. Yep. 145, almost 146. Two weeks of Fantastic Beasts, 67.1. Even if you have a third week of Fantastic Beasts, you're talking about 90 million. And at a 67% drop between week one and week two? Yeah. I expect it to plummet. Because Fantastic Piece was number one last week because it just came out. Yeah. And now it's number three. I expect next week, number six. And the week after that is done. <laughs> oh, I think it's already done. And, and, you know, for those of you who are really into this math and trying to figure out these bets, mm -hmm. Sonic dropped 48% from the week before. Yeah, which is an average amount. For three weeks? Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. For one animated cartoon kid show to go to a different animated cartoon kid show, The Bad Guys, yeah. that is an average amount. That is very normal. <laughs> um, so what you were saying, Fantastic Beasts, is uh, the second worst drop for... It's the actual worst drop for Fantastic Beasts. Mm -hmm. And it's the second worst for J.K. Rowling's for uh, Deathly Hollows Part 2, which dropped 70% off, but it had a massive opening its first week yeah. of $169 million. Deathly Hollows Part 2 had such a big drop because literally fucking everyone watched it that first week. Did you? I did. I did too. It was like day four when we go to yeah. saw it. The like, was packed. It was, yeah, and it, and we all knew it was going to be that way. It, it, and like that's why it had such a massive drop off because no one wanted to be spoiled. Yep. Like, whether you read the books or not. <laughs> Number four, The Northman. 12 million its first week. Mm -hmm. um, Which is a decent amount for being... An... What, what's the budget? I don't remember. For for Roger Eagers. Eggers. Eggers, sorry. Um, for being number four was 12 million. I don't know if they ever talked about his other films. Like, on the box office charts. Not because they didn't do well, necessarily, but more importantly because, like, I just don't think anyone measured them because they were very weird, and they also had limited screenings. If I remember correctly, Lighthouse had very limited screens, and I don't know... I'm pretty sure The Witch had even more limited screenings, so now that he's gotten a, repu a reputation, this is the first, like, big blockbuster, basically. So, so these numbers that we're giving you here are actually... In North America, mm -hmm. um, the total production value cost of the Northmen is between seventy to ninety million. Oof. Which yes. Oof. Some people are gonna lose their money on this one. Yes. But in better hope, worldwide right now it's twenty three point five. Okay, 
So it's, it is making its money back. Yeah, I, I think it's because of what's going on in Europe. I also think just his movies are not well-known enough around here. And they're marketed intentionally weird because that's what his movies are. They're weird in a good way. But if you don't know about The Witch or The Lighthouse, you're going to be like, what is this wacky-ass Northman movie that I'm suddenly seeing commercials for, you know? Well, if you don't know about The Witch or The Lighthouse... You're lost. And you think you know about cinema. <laughs> if you deserve it to yourself. Yeah. To watch at least one of his films. Um, number five, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Whoa, I'm legitimately excited for this one. 7.1 million in its first week. I cannot wait for it to go on streaming because I want to watch it because it looks fun and cute and charming and funny and I can't wait. <laughs> I like every actor and actress in this film. A hundred out of ten. <laughs> I think I think the Northman and the Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent mm -hmm. are both going to flop, box uh, office wise. Box office wise, but critically acclaimed yes. masterpieces. And and the things that go to the Oscars and to the Golden Globes aren't always the most successful. Yeah, I mean, monetary. They don't talk about Endgame. Yeah, fucking yeah. <laughs> okay, number six. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Which still looks neat. You know, we talked about it last week. 5.4 million minus 11% uh, from yeah. last week. It's been several but weeks now. It's been five weeks and it's 26.9 million. Five weeks and still sitting that's, at number six. That's, that's just pretty, North America, though. That's a pretty good uh, balance, though. Five weeks in and you're sitting at number six in the box office. Like, you know, that's a pretty good, good ratio you got. <laughs> Sorry, I got a drink, and... Sorry, I'm looking up the numbers. Yeah, no, that's their worldwide box office. <laughs> Number seven, Lost City, uh, 4.37... Oh, my God. 4.375 million. Round up, guys. <laughs> Five weeks of being in a box office, 85.4 million. Very average. I actually heard it's a funny film. Yeah, for five weeks in, for a comedy like this, mm -hmm. you know, it's, this is very average. <laughs> Number eight, Father Stew, 3.3. Making a total of 13.9 million. Fuck you, Marky Mark. You suck. For a second week. Morbius, 2.25 uh, million. For a total of 69.1 million, fourth week. And number 10, Ambulance, 1.8 million wow. for a total of 19.2 million. Ambulance isn't that bad? I can get, no one cares about action flakes like that anymore. About mindless explosion shit. <laughs> well, okay, so the bad guys, right? Mm -hmm. Animated film, family friendly. Yes. All the families that have seen the bad guys already saw Sonic. That's yeah, obvious. Yeah, 100%. Right? Now the bad guys is a new thing. Those who haven't seen Sonic finally get to go see it. Sonic's also, been around for Sonic, like three weeks. Sonic 2 is a sequel. So if you didn't see the first one in theaters, you're probably not going to be interested in seeing the second one in theaters, but you will see the bad guys in theaters. Yes. If you have kids. Number three, Fantastic Beasts, Secret of Dumbledore. Notoriously Which is riding off the back of on. Harry Potter. <laughs> and Harry Potter was a massive 
cash cow. And here's the thing. You can't even chalk it up to, oh, mom and dad don't know any better and bring their kids to see this movie. Because mom and dad were our age when the first ones came out and they know how bad Fantastic Beasts are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So all these other films that deserve a higher praise besides Father Stew and Morbius. And Ambulance. <laughs> you know, I'm going to have a reservation about that one. It's just going to be action shit. Like, it'll be fine. It won't be anything special. I think it'll be fine. <laughs> um, but I'm very, very much willing to say if you could take those top three out, mm -hmm. you know, you, you would be looking at somewhat better films. Yeah, it's just... And nothing against the bad guys. And it's this, just, it's a kid's film. This is, yeah, this is the thing. Anything that's marketed for general audiences, PG or G, PG-13 even, is gonna do marketably better than something rated R, like The Northman, because it just reaches a wider audience. That's the only thing. Yeah, and also... Which is why a lot of movies like, you know, Venom, for example, will dumb down its plot to fit a PG-13 rating to get more money. Even though it shouldn't, for the sake of the story, uh, corporations want monies. That's all it is. <laughs> I, I wonder what next week looks like when we record this again. And then the week after Doctor Strange shows up. Mm -hmm. because which between... will upset the whole thing. Because between this week and last week, a lot has changed. Father Stu was number two last week, and mm -hmm. now it's at the fucking bottom, basically. Yep. Morbius has just plummeted and plummeted. It's not going to be on our list next week. I guarantee it. Morbius will not be within the top ten next week. I'm willing to put money down on that. I don't know if you guys actually watched it. I asked that every time, and no one's responded, which <laughs> is frightening because I've asked those around me in reality, and they're like, no, I have no desire to watch that. Not so even. I'm like, why did Sony pump millions into this thing that nobody gives a fuck about? Well, here's this other thing. The trailers for Morbius look terrible. They do. They don't tell you what it's about. They don't tell you if, like, the basic concepts of the story or character. Like, it's impossible to understand what the idea of Morbius is if you don't know any better. Yep. <laughs> well, it's been almost two hours. This was a very long podcast. Yep. We filled it out for you guys. I hope you enjoy it. I had a second drink, and I've finished almost sec most of it. Uh, drink responsibly, guys. <laughs> or just don't drink. Is that too? <laughs> you know, do drink soda. <laughs> don't drink soda. Drink water or fizzy water. Just do don't. Don't do soda. Soda's the devil. Soda's nice. No, it, it will kill you. Trust me. I enjoy soda. I enjoy a lot of energy drinks, too. Yeah, don't listen to her. She's making bad choices here. <laughs> this has been Coffee Break. <laughs> as fucking unorganized as usual. That's what makes it so lovable and fun. Yeah. <laughs> as I say every now and then, good night and good luck. Goodbye. Goodbye.